Hello and welcome to episode three of the Sport Flex podcast. And I'm gladly, happily joined by AFC Wimbledon's finest defender, player of the season last year, Terrell Thomas. My bro, how are you? I'm good, man. I can't lie. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. Uh, Christmas. Happy to be on. Yeah, no, Christmas was good. It was well made of it as what you could, didn't it? Because yeah. of all the things and everything. So, but yeah, I was here. My family's first Christmas as a father. So, oh, yeah, good one, man. Happy yeah, man. to hear that. Bless, bless. Hope the family's good as well. Yeah, no, everyone's good. Everyone's good, man. Yeah, so how has it been, like, COVID and that? Obviously, you're a baller. Like, how has it been the whole process from when we locked down in March till now? Um, Obviously, it's been mad different for everyone, but we got things going. Like, it was just like, so it was a one weekend. We was meant to play um, at a home game or something like that, innit? Yeah. And it was like on the Friday, they were just like, listen, it's all done. Like, season's been scrapped. Locked off. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to stay there. For the first of all, it was like one month. Like, mm. we got told, oh, it's just going to come back in, like, in one month, going to be off for four weeks. So, obviously, they gave us, like, a program. It's like, stay fit, stay, like, you never know. Yeah. Then, obviously, two, a couple of weeks went by, then they're like, listen, look, impossible. It's not going to be one month. Before you know it, like, everyone's saying what they're going to do, how they're going to scrap the season. Mm. So, we was just out here, like, doing 5Ks and that, thinking, right, is the season going to start or what? Is it, we're just running, like, feeling like one more pharaoh. Just running, like, every day. Thinking, yeah. oh, like, um, is the season going to start? So we would probably have the same info as everyone else. You understand? Yeah. Everyone was waiting. Whatever anyone needed to do was waiting for Boris, innit? So yeah, that's what we was waiting for. But during the meantime, we were just keeping fit, um, just doing stuff by yourself. Like, there's a little part near me, like, that I just was doing runs in. Yeah, that's but, cool. But um, it, was, it was good, finally, to hear the season. Like, they made a decision. So the season yeah, did yeah. actually, yeah, it got, obviously, done on points per game and that. But yeah, from then it was just when are we going to start again? Obviously, everyone knew that it maybe at the beginning, end of September, and stuff like that. But since coming back, obviously there was um, measures in in place. So like we got we had a build we got a building, so you weren't allowed in. Like when we first come back, like you weren't allowed in. We would literally yeah. come, train, like literally park right next to the field yeah. where the pitches are. Like come on train, there'll be like gazebos and that way you can like. Cause it was sunny, it's summer, like sunny in it, yeah. so you could do that. Mm. Like there was gazebos where you could maybe get a little massage or something like that, but it was only like one person was allowed to go in one gazebo. There was bare like um, stuff in place. Then you would train. Then there would maybe be gym equipment outside as well. Right. Then you might do like a gym sesh <laughs> outside, and then you just that's it. Then you go home. Okay. So, you like, so you'd literally be in for a couple hours. It's not like a normal long day where you're coming at nine, you leave at like two. We're literally there for a couple of hours and that's it. Train and go home. Okay, so, so do you do you not get tested like every game? Like like is it mad strict? No, no, it's, it's not every game, but it's um like every couple of weeks and like that. You okay. get tested. Yeah, so like but you, it's a thing where uh you never know in it. Like we had an out we had an outbreak like um like a couple months ago, like two months ago. Yeah. But it's just something you like you can't you can't control it in it. Yeah, it's like, peak, man. you understand. It's one of them things. And also, final question on the COVID thing, like, how is it different, like, playing with and without fans, like, because you always hear the fans are the top man, but is it, like, yeah. really difficult? Like, there's no home and away games, really. Yeah. Like, so, the first game we played Northampton, and I was, like, I couldn't take it, like, in my head. 
I was trying to take it serious, but I was just yeah. chatting to the striker. I was like, I can't take it serious. Mm. Like, because there's no, there's no atmosphere. It feels like a preseason game, generally. Yeah. But hopefully, after a couple of games, you get used to it. But now, like, we played Charlton. They had some fans. They had, like, yeah. 2,000 fans in their stadium. Um, that's the only game so far we've played with fans at the moment. So, mm. it was good to get it back. But obviously, like, it's a mad difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. Big also, difference. Also, how disappointing is it, given that you've moved to the new stadium and that like, fans, they can't be there, like, how is it? Because you played your first home game there, no fans there. Like, is that a big disappointment? Yeah, I, yeah I've said, I've said that like previously, like um, when the fans come back, like that's the real, that's the proper mm. time. That's the proper first game because yeah, everyone. Yeah. Now, obviously, we just we played a the game there, but it doesn't feel like you've actually settled in. You understand? Because yeah, like, yeah. there's still there's still things to be done with the stadium and stuff like that. So, mm. hopefully, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know when, but. Hopefully soon in it, like end of January or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, just to get some fans in. That's that's yeah. even at home watching it, fam. Like when it first happened, like it was hard for us to take it seriously with all this fake crowd noise. Like a goal goes in, the noise yeah, comes yeah, 10 yeah. seconds yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Like even in some, even in the stadium, like there's speakers in the stadium. So like some games, some teams. So because where we was playing at QPR first, because yeah. obviously Plow Lane was not yet finished. Mm-hmm. There was like speakers in the stadium, oh, really? so like you're hearing um, crowd noises, and then like the ball, a couple of times, say the ball just goes wide or say it hits the side netting, <laughs> like the, the the goal crowd noise would come on for like five seconds, and you're yeah. like, right now no one scored. Then they switch it to like them yeah. doing a ooh, and it's like, oh, like just turn it off, man. You might as well just Real turn talk. it off. Facts. You might as well just turn it off, unless it's gonna be hunt like on point. Mm. Just turn. But nah, yeah. it was like. That's what yeah. it was like. Even at home, it's even good. Like we hear the players talk, we hear like the mark him, get there, effing this. Like it's good, like yeah. good insight of hearing the players yeah. talk. Yeah, good, yeah, you hear how much certain players talk, like mm. goalkeepers talking all the time, and mm. you might hear some things that you're not supposed to hear, but yeah, that's yeah. Hear, that's football, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. But let's let's take it back to like back when you were like young, your upbringing, your growing up, like how was your upbringing? Like, how was you, like, growing up? Where did you come from? Uh, like? um, obviously, I was born in um, Goodmays, isn't it? St. George Hospital. Okay. And, like, I've lived most, like, all my life, really. Most, well, except from now. Until I moved out in uh, Raynham, in Essex. Essex, okay, Essex. Oh, so, yeah. So, um, I, start, I started playing. Well, well, my dad told me the reason why he's got me playing football is because in school, like, the teachers was like, oh, he's mad shy. Like, he doesn't speak. Like, he doesn't. I don't. I didn't like involve myself with other kids. Like, I was just there by myself, playing by myself and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like, oh, maybe like making get into a football local football team or something like that to get his confidence up. Yeah. And I joined one team. Perfectly, um, was called. It was, they played near like in Forrock. That's where we was. That's where we used to play. And um, yeah, from there, like my dad just said, like he just realized that for some reason I was, I got the hang of it mad quick. Yeah. So when so you me like parking that giving me more sessions extra sessions because him himself he's like a, he's a fitness he loves fit he loves sports isn't it mm. so like when he was younger he done boxing like amateur amateur boxing nothing like serious maybe semi-pro i'm not sure but um yeah he done boxing so his 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 training is intense like his in mm. mindset is listen it got to be intense every day you got yeah. like you understand so that's what literally like it was when i was young and so he gave me that drive because I said to him, look, I enjoy this. And then it comes to a point where uh, 
you know, you play them summer tournaments and then I'd like, my dad said, oh, there's a couple of teams. I think it was West Ham, um, Millwall, like most of the London clubs. It's like, oh, do you want to come down and be in our under eights, which is pre-academy, just training. So I was training, I remember I was training at West Ham mostly and Arsenal. And, it, and then there's a time where you you have to like choose in it when you get to nine years old. Yeah. yeah. So when you're nine, you had like West Ham, Arsenal, all wanting you. Like, how did that feel at a young age? Like, obviously, when you're young, you don't deep it. Like, because at the time, Arsenal were the slack best, the best thing. You understand? Yeah, like, Omri, yeah. they had all the best players. So, and I supported Arsenal. So mm. I was like, my dad, like, I'm gonna choose Arsenal. Hundred. It was, but it was them. They were the main two because that was the closest ones. Like, we trained Arsenal academies in um, Walthamstow, innit? Yeah, Hellend, yeah. Just off F four six, yeah. So, and West Ham was training at the time uh, in um, Dagenham, something between. I think it's Dagenham or I can't remember. Yeah, so that was the choice. So I made the choice with Arsenal and then I was there from nine till nine till twelve, which was like a but for me it wasn't such a big thing, like you understand, it was just I'm playing that's my football because I'd been in with with professional clubs since I was like seven or eight. Wow. So I thought I was playing football for like a year or so, mm-hmm. a year and a bit, and I remember like going for my first trial. The first one was with Arsenal, and it was at uh, Highbury, and it's like a little Astro. Mm-hmm. In, so you have to literally go inside of Highbury, and there was an Astro like connected to it, and you oh, played like indoors, and that's where you done your training. And sometimes you'd have, we'd have to go to like Potter's Bar. Mm. That's where the other training ground was, and we'd be, oh, my dad was doing up mileage all the time. Like now, I, now, now I really now I deep understand. You understand? Like he was doing driving here, driving there, and. Like, I'm appreciative of it, but at the time, you're just like, this is what you do. Yeah, 100, like, this is your job. <laughs> yeah, you just enjoy it and you're just playing. Cool. So when you're, like, in school and that, was it a thing where it's, like, when you were at Arsenal, then you went over to Charlton, did you have to, like, do half days in school? Did you have to go to a special football school? No, so the only time, like, I was skipping, missing, not skipping, but missing some of school was, like, from year 10. Mm. So that's when day really started. So you, I think it was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or Tuesday, I would like leave school at like 12 and then go into, get to training at two, get to the train. Mm-hmm. But I was at Charlton at the time because I was at Arsenal from nine to 12. Then I got released and then I was training at different places. And then, um, yeah, I signed at Charlton. And then it was from, I think it's under 15s, under 15s is year 10, under 14s, one of the two. Yeah, that's when you started day release. So you, I would leave school like twelve, mm-hmm. and then get to the training ground at two. I'd have to like get trained, which was like mad long. Coming from east, going from east to south to like Charlton yeah. on the train, into London, like walk, switch, come out. So it's like hour forty-five, hour thirty on the train. But yeah, for that's when you start day release. So you start doing that once a week. Okay, cool. So you, you're now at Charlton. Um, okay. Oh, it's calm. You're back now. Yeah. So you're at Charlton now. Like, how was that? You joined Charlton. You were there for a pretty long time. Like, how was that process at Charlton? Did you ever believe that you know I can make it here in the first team, or was it a thing was like it was difficult and stuff like that? Um, obviously you believe you can do it, but in your in the back of your head, yeah, you, you know you can play professionally at one point, but. It's only when, when things got getting serious, it's like when you start, people start talking about scholars, that's when it gets serious. It's like, listen, look, you're actually playing for something here. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but like if under 15s if you're not or under 16s if you're not starting if you didn't like start it's like what the hell like, i'm not i'm not going to get scholar i'm not going to be able to go to the next next step you understand yeah only like until then 15 like 14 15 you actually start getting the pressures of football yeah obviously there's always tiny little pressures when you're growing up 9 10 11 but you start feeling this i need to i need to play i need to if I'm not playing, like, what am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna get a contract? Am I? Gonna... That's that's the first like little pressures. So yeah. from then it's like you can play. You know, you believe you can see a pathway from there. Mm. But when you're young, like 14, everyone had the mindset of, listen, I'm gonna be playing first team right week in week out by the time I'm 19, 20. Yeah, <laughs> like that. that was the mindset of everyone's. Listen, look, you think, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna I'm gonna play well in the under 18s. And then I'm gonna get a pro contract, maybe do 21s for a bit. And then I'm gonna bang again, and then I'll be I'll be in the first team. But yeah. football's not like that, man. It's not a smooth sailing road. Yeah. So during those times where you're like 60, 17, 18, you're at that age where you've got to like decide in it: is it ball or is it school? Did was you confident? Yeah, I'm getting a scholar. Like there was no like, oh, I might not make it. Stuff like Obviously, that. there was a little bit, but at the time I was like. I saw myself as one as uh, as one who would get a scholar. Do you understand? Yeah. I was quite I was quite confident, but at the same time, I still like my dad was still onto me about doing school and that. Like I did I did pretty well in school myself. So um, yeah, there was always that thought of it. But regardless of that, there's always you can always go to other clubs after that in it and go on little and 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 train. So yeah. they normally tell you like before the season's ended. So say. So what ha- what happened was we was in under 16s and then they told us about the scholarships maybe a couple months before the season ended. So like during those months of the season ending, you can like yeah, if you if they said to you no, you can go to other clubs and maybe like trial to try and get a scholar. So there was that opportunity, but I got I got a scholarship at Charlton, yeah. That's great. So you've got your scholar now, it's like you've taken a big step because even when I was in school, I, I wouldn't take care of football in now. I was decent, but I wasn't sick and that. But like, I know a couple of people that were you know, missed out on scholars, got their scholars. So when you got that scholar, that's like a big step to the next stage. So now it's like, I'm going for first team. I'm in the reserve yeah. team, I'm going to the reserve team. So how was it feeling then? Was there a time where you felt, this is my breakthrough season, this is my opportunity, I'm playing well in pre-season, I'm playing with the first team in training? Um... My first year pro, like my first year professional, I felt that I was in a good place in it because I was training with the first team a bit, yeah. and um, I got on the bench a few times. So I was like, yeah, maybe if I just get that one chance of get like getting on, or someone gets injured, or that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, boom, I'm gonna kick on. But then stuff happened at the club, like the manager left, and then. A new manager came in, and then he might like someone else. And then from then, I went out on loan. And but it's, you understand the process, in it. You know, there's always a, a road to it. It's not just straight up, up like this. Sometimes, like I was on the bench for the for Charlton a couple of times, and then had to. Go, I went out on loan to Woking. I was yeah. playing there for a bit, then um, I had to look. I went on like loan again the next season. Do you understand? So that's that was my route. But it was always a thing of if I play on loan well. Mm-hmm. Then my my parent club will think that raw. Okay, we'll give him a chance. Yeah, that was that that was really the process for me because there were people like there was a few people older than me who were ahead of me. I could clearly see like physically ahead of me stuff like that. So 
and I was around the time where it was like was Joe Gomez was um, playing for the first team. Um, yeah, Esri was was just behind me as well. So it's a lot of good players around my time around um, our year. So I say like ninety seven, ninety to ninety five. There was a good. We had a good group, and we did well in like the youth cup, uh, the 21s cup. You understand? So there's a lot of good players. Yeah. So my thing was like, listen, I go out on loan, play men's football, and it, and I can say like it's helped me out a lot because it's given me experience and helped me to where I am now. Yeah. Also, just briefly speaking about the players you were there with, so you talked about Joe Gomez, Ezra Consar. I think it was Joe Arabo there at the time as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. like, when these lot were playing, because these lot are playing like. A pretty high level, especially Joe Gomez and Consa. Like, could you see that these guys were a different level to like maybe the other players when you were playing with them? Like when you first started. To- um, obviously, you like the main thing was with Joe. It was like physically, he was yeah, he like <laughs> like when we was young. So when we're like sixteen, so this is when I was a scholar. He was playing scholarship when he was under sixteens. He was playing for the scholars. He was playing for our, playing for the under 18s when he was under 15s, and I think he even made his first debut when he was like under 14s or something like that. Even before like me, you understand? Yeah. But like he had that stature, that physical stature, and he was quick, and you knew that this guy like that like, when you played with him, you knew this guy is gonna he's gonna excel, isn't it? Yeah. Like he was one you can see you can play because look, it's, it's it's it was too easy for him. You understand? Like like under 18s, under 21s, it was too easy. And then when he finally got that chance to play in the first first team, played that first game, he was like, he's just looking like a normal guy out there. Yeah. So you knew, and you knew that you could see that he can hundred percent go next level. Mm. But other players as well, you knew there was talent there, but it's just talent with opportunity at the at the same time. Yeah. Do you understand? Like even Carl on, like you knew the guy, um, Han Grant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You knew that, like he's got he's got talent, like he's a baller. But it's just matching that talent with the opportunity and they clashed together and then when he got his chance in the first team like he'd done well and then yeah go from there even with Ezri Ezri went in like we all knew we was good players it's just mm. if there was an opportunity for someone to go in do you understand what I mean? 100% yeah because you see like even players like Rashford he got in through injuries yeah he got like, mad like he wasn't he wasn't like on the day before the game he wasn't in the squad someone mm. got injured then he was in the squad then yeah. someone got injured, he went on the bench and sat in like, someone got injured in a warm-up, then he started, then he bagged yeah. like two goals. Yeah. And then from there, do you understand? So you never know. Like mm-hmm. you never know. And then there's players that drop down from Chelsea, go down or high academies that have to go down to lower leagues and then work their way up. Yeah. Like, it's not just to say, because you got released from a high club, you're never going to be there again. Or even you see people like Vardy, bro, like oh, he yeah. was playing league and then bang, look at him now. Yeah, it, it takes like a certain mindset, of course, yeah. to like, make at that sort of level. So yeah. when you went on, speak about your like your loan moves to Woking and Sutton United. Speak about your those experiences there. Did they help you? Did you see yourself mature? Yeah, helped, helped. Because like I remember first game <laughs> playing at Woking, I was like, right, this football like <laughs> everyone's just banging it. Everyone's just yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to get. I've got the ball. I'm trying to play midfield, and they're like, no, just hit the strikers. Like hit the front man. Don't. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, stop taking risks and, like, the physicality. And then I headed, like, I remember I was thinking, bro, my head's hurting, like, doing bare headers. But normally, like, 21's football, like, everyone tries to play, play through the lines yeah. and do things, as they say, like, prop, like properly. But mm. it was a, it was a, it, it a shell shock. But I thought my first game, I remember we won 2-1. We played um, 
can't remember the team. It's literally next to Charlton. It's right next to Charlton. They're playing like black and red or something like that. I can't remember the team. It's a non-league team. They're in Conference South now, I think. But yeah, we played them. I can't remember, sorry. That's right. And um, yeah, we won 2-1. And I was like, rod, like, and you had that feeling of winning. Like everyone was gassed after the game. Like, yeah, well done. Like we've got the three points. Yeah. Like it's three points. It's not just, oh, like, we've got another game next week. It's all right. Like, listen, if you leave losing, you're going to get relegated. That's like, you understand? And when I came in, it was in a decent spot. Like, it was like middle of the table and we was looking up and we won. Mm. We, we tried to kick on from there. But I remember that feeling of like, that fans as well, like fans, that like the atmosphere. It was the first game that like, I played, there was a mad atmosphere. Only yeah. before that, when me playing was the atmosphere was like Youth Cup. Like, mm. when we played Chelsea. But yeah, no, that, that, that's what it was like. It helped me a lot. And then the first time going on, playing because I started that game as well I started yeah. the first my first long game as well so it was a it was a reality check into what football is and it helps you in a way when you're playing home with atmosphere it helps it helps you play because it keeps you switched on um, like the thing with no fans now it's like you, you can switch off sometimes you got to have yeah. something else because when there's fans there it's, you, you're in the game yeah they're cussing you out yeah you know what I mean <laughs> regardless if it's home or away Mm-hmm. There's always a stimulus there to realize that this is a proper match. Yeah. Right, cool. So you've done your your loan deals now, and then it says you here you moved to Wigan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to Wigan. It was like because I was I was out on loan. I went I went walking twice. Yeah. Um, on my second second time, my contract was coming to an end, but Charlton was going through like. They were going through like, the first team was going through like a drag, oh, like they weren't the doing great. Yeah, they had a couple, ownership yeah. Thing. What's that? Yeah, the ownership thing and di- different stuff. Like the first team weren't performing. They were going through a couple of managers. Ever since I was a scholar, were, or when I went first team pro, that we was in the championship and we had um, this guy from Belgium, uh, Belgium um, manager, and then he got sacked, and then the next one comes and he got sacked. So it's like different managers coming in, mm-hmm. and when you're on loan. It's like someone came in when I was on loan. So the guy, he didn't know where I was. It was Carl Robinson came in. Yeah. You understand? Like, so more time than not, he'll just see me just training a couple of times because that woke and he only trained um, Tuesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I would be in the training ground Monday, Friday. So I'll train maybe sometimes with the first team Monday or Friday. So that's the only time. So it was a thing where I was playing on loan and there was different managers going in and now, and a new manager came in towards the end of the season. And it was a thing where I didn't, I didn't get offered a contract because it's like, didn't, I didn't, there's nothing against him because he didn't know who I was, you understand? Yeah, yeah, I hear that, yeah. Yeah, so, but obviously at the time my agent was trying to get people to watch me and then I remember he was just like, yeah, we're going to watch you uh, and they really like you, Red Stair. Hopefully, if Charlton don't offer you a contract, then you can go down a free. But if Charlton did offer, then they'll have to pay some sort of compensation. Yeah. But was I didn't it? get offered anything, so I went to Wigan on a free, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a quick transition from when Charm released you then you got that contract at Wigan? Yeah, yeah, because it was as the season ended, mm. like a week later, I um, went to Wigan to like see the training ground and that. And it was like, listen, yeah, we're going to put off on the table, right to tear. And it was quite quick because I went, I went back, I went into Wigan the first, um, the first pre-season day. So it wasn't like I was without, I was without a club for scrambling, thinking, oh, yeah. oh my God. So I was knew, I always knew that I was going to sign at Wigan. Okay, that's cool. So talk us through your day before Wigan. You played against Blackpool. You won that game at AFL Cup. Is that right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
first game at EFL Cup. Mm. Um, it was a, like it was just after the first league game, and obviously in the cups, like the manager's going to change change things around. And then obviously, I thought in my head like I probably might I probably would start because it's it's a cup game and managers will change things about just to give the other the first team a rest in it. Mm. So yeah, I played that game off like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. That. I remember that game. Um, but it might, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like, oh my god, this is my debut. Do you understand? Yeah. I was just relaxed. I was just calm. It was just like another game. Do you understand? Yeah. Like I can't explain it, but yeah, yeah. I was happy to do that for the team. And then I think it was the next week, the next game, I got my first league appearance because um, we got we went down to ten men just before half time, and so the left back got sent off, yeah. and we had no other left back. We had no other left back on the bench. I was the only mm. defender on the bench. And um, the manager was like, oh, yeah, you're going to go on and play. And then come on and then we still won 1-0 against MK Dons. That's solid. Like, how was that playing different position? Was it good? Uh, I've never played left-back before. But um, I've never played left-back before. But I like I'm, if I'm playing centre-back, I'd rather left-side centre-back. Left-side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel more comfortable, like, because I can use my left on that side, but I can come in the other way. But... I feel more confident coming in on my right than yeah. coming in on my left. Do you understand? So if I if I'm playing right centre back and I get the ball from right set right back and I turn out, mm. I feel less confident playing that long diag switch with my left foot. But oh, yeah. I'd rather play a straight ball with my left. Do you understand? I'd rather come mm. in on my right. So I played. I f- the only thing I was wondering was like, oh, one v one defending, because yeah. like I'm tall in it, and it's mm. like you get like nippy wingers. But I did all right. Like, I thought I did well. But I remember that game. I played half half the game. I did all right and we come out. We we come out with a win, even though we had t- ten men. Yeah. So what happened at Wigan? Why was your time there so short? As in, because I see that you went on loan after you was there for like a few months, and then things ended. How come you went out on loan again? Did you feel like it was a bit hard done by, or did you just need to get more game time under your belt? I felt, I felt a bit hard done by because I thought like, listen. In training and that, everything that I'm doing in the games that I'm playing, like I'm, I'm playing well. Like the times that I did play, so at Blackpool, uh, then we played. Um, I came on against um, MK. Then after that, we played Villa. That yeah. that was probably one of the mo- big, mad, biggest atmospheres I've played in. Yeah. We played Villa in the cup, and I fought in those games. Like, and then I came on again in another game against Portsmouth. I mm-hmm. thought the games that I've played, that I've done well. Everyone was like. Everyone's telling me, oh, you're doing well. Like, you understand training, you're good. But then I remember just before the window, like, um, Shay Dunkley got a red card in one of the games, Portsmouth. And then I was like, oh, right, I could play next game. Because then that came on. But then got in someone, or he got in, like, uh, another player, the manager got another player. And I thought, oh, I felt hard done by about that. Because I was like, mm. like, there's not more, much more I could do. The only thing I can do is bag. The only thing I can just yeah. score. That's the only thing I can do. <laughs> At centre-back as well. Oh, they Shay Dunkley got sent off and then... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I felt hard done by then by not starting the next game. And the next game... So, the next game was um, Shrewsbury away. And we lost. And I was like, listen, like, what was, why did you... You could have still put me in. Mm. Then the game after that was um, Charlton away. Oh, so, I like, played, like, Charlton away. But... The man, I understand. I'm, I was young and I hardly had any game time. I understand why he done it. Yeah. Why he brought someone in to um to play in it. So yeah, that, that's 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 football. I was a young player still. I was like still twenty. Yeah. So it was a thing where 
um, he wanted someone with a bit more experience. Mm -hmm. But um, after that, I was in and off the bench. I was training, wasn't really getting, because when obviously Shea Dunkley came back, the guy that came in went onto the bench and I was like 19th man most of the time. So then it came just before, just before December or just like beginning of December. The manager was like, oh, we're going to send you out on loan to get some game time. Like now you're just sitting around, like you're not doing much. Why does that keep happening, man? Sorry, bro. That's all right. Sorry, bro. sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're not getting much game time, so you're going to go out on loan. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, he's like, you're going to go to, and I went on loan to Sutton, who were at the top of the National League. We were like second or first at the time of the National League. So I was happy to do that. I was like, yeah, we could, I could get promotion with a team. So yeah, I went out on loan for the second half of the season. Yeah, like how was that experience? Like second half, was it? You was you playing more games? You f- more refining your game, getting more experience yeah, under was, the belt. Yeah, I was playing more. I, was play, I played. I was playing literally every game. I played literally every game there. Right. So, um, and obviously it's it was men's football again, and it was a, it was a different thing to walking because walking, we was like fighting, fighting stay mm-hmm. up. So. Um, we was at the top of the league, so I was literally trying to go for wins. We we're trying to go for the for, for wins. So it wasn't just listen, we're sitting deep, like Walking was sitting deep defending, the ball's coming, heading it out, it was actually trying to play. So it was a different experience to the Walking to the Walking and Loan. So yeah, I say I refined my game a lot more there as well, because you're on the attack. You're def- it was defending most of the time. We was the ones attacking, attacking, attacking. Yeah. We just have to be clean up. So that helped me a lot in that way because it's like, listen, we have to win. We're not just trying to not to lose, you understand? Because the other team was Macclesfield, I think, and they were flying as well. So we was, had to try and keep up with them. But we still came second. We came second and we, unfortunately we lost in the semi-final uh-huh. of the... Um, playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because only like two teams go up in it. Like, it's only first. And then yeah, yeah, only two teams. So the first go up and then after that, it's... Um, playoffs. Yeah, it's the playoffs. So second till fourth... But that was the first year. So that year was the first year they'd done like a two-tier playoffs. So it was like first go up, second and third go straight to semis. Oh. And then fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh do like a, like a quarter-final playoff. Yeah, so like fourth, fourth place, seventh. Uh, and that, the winner of that plays either second or third. Mm-hmm. And then fifth place, sixth. And the winner of that either plays second or third. You understand oh. what I mean? Yeah. So just to make it a bit more competitive because like, when you get into the second half of the season, if a team knows that they're not going up, they're not going down. Yeah. There's no really no, no incentive to play in it. No, nah, no incentive to play. There's no competitiveness. Yeah. So I think that's why they did it. And it did it did help. It did help. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you've done your loan spell at Sutton. So it's back to Wigan now. Then I says here that Wigan, they like actually like gave you an extra year to exercise that extra option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They exercised the option, which at the time I was like. I thought I deserved a bit more than that. I thought I deserved like a new contract. Do you understand? Like okay. a fresh contract rather than just another year on top. Because like, to show faith I'm, out, I'm, I'm away from home, innit? Like at the time, I was living in like the accommodation that they had. Oh, so it's like, of course. Um, like in my life, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to go to that next step. I might be able to like save some peas and maybe because up there, things are a lot cheaper. Maybe like buy a house or something like that if I get a good yeah. deal. Do you know what I mean? So... At the time, I was a bit frustrated with how they was dealing with me, but I could underst- understand the way because they got promoted, didn't it? Mm. Like, 
in my head, I'm thinking, listen, look, I ain't played League One for them. Yeah. Why am I going to get the opportunity to play um, championship ball? Championship. When they're going to need to get better players in when the championship's on another level. Yeah. So I knew what my situation was. Do you understand? I knew what my situation was. But then, um, obviously, the w- Wimbledon came along and then it was, I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. It's so, so how did the AFC Wimbledon move come about? Did you know that were they interested in you from before? Or was it just like... I didn't have yeah, I didn't have no clue. I just remember going into training at Wigan one day and then the manager calling me in and being like, yeah, Wigan, um, I've put an offer for you. We've accepted it. You can like, if you are happy with the move, like you can go and negotiate with them. You can go down like, tomorrow or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then my agent called me and then he was like, yeah, I got, we got told about this. And um, it went from there. I went down, watched them play a preseason game. Like they beat QPR on that day as well. So I was like, oh, like, this team's actually mm. like, going to be on stuff this year. And um, yeah, from there like, I signed, like sorted out the contract and, and I signed, signed a three-year contract. Yeah, was it, when you got the contract, was it like you felt at home, you're back in London, not too far from home, you can settle in more. Was it like a great player settling in, manager was confident in you? Did you really feel yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was more like that because it was a thing where in my head, I was like, raw, like, I have to... D-. It was weird because it's like, I'm not coming in as just like a young player who who they're trying to progress, do you understand? Yeah. Like, I've come in as a player that, like, you have to show why we brought you in. Was, that yeah. was in my head. But I was talking to a couple of my guys and I was like, yeah, it's a bit of a... Um, bit of a uh, pressure. And it was like, no, I don't need to think about it like that. I yeah. don't need to think about pressure like that because they've got you because they think you're good enough. You don't have to think, oh, I have to prove that I'm good enough to the fans and that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a good... I was excited about it. I was back in London. Like, obviously, um, I think I could see my family a lot easier, stuff like that. But I'm someone that I'm not, I don't really get homesick anyways. Yeah. Yeah, once, once I've, I'm, I've, got, I've got, like, my ball and, like, I know what I'm doing each day in, day out. Like, I'm good. You understand? Oh. I can get put my mind to something and just relax. So speak about like your first season at AFC Wimbledon. You just joined. You've come in, and they talk about your your debut, like coming on to play, wearing the Don shirt. Like, how did that feel? Um, it it came after a while because I remember I came and then I didn't start the first game. I was vexed, like because there was like, oh, because you you've just moved and. You haven't trained fully, you understand? You still need to get your fitness up. So I was like, all right, cool. But I was like, like, what the hell? Like, what's the point of bringing me if you're not going to start me? Do you understand? Yeah. Obviously, I understand, like, ball. So the next game was like a, a cup game. And I played that. It was against Charlton. I played and we drew. Yeah. And I got injured, uh, injured my knee. Oh. It wasn't mad, nothing mad serious. So I was out for like eight weeks after that. Or like yeah. seven weeks, something like that. So it's frustrating that I've just come and I got injured. Mm. Um, no, 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 no. That's not happened. That's not. That's not it. it was, there's another injury. So we played. So the first game happened. Then we played Millwall in a preseason game. Yeah. At their ground, and like, I, I remember the ball went down the channel and I've like blocked and I've headed it out. Then Tom Elliott has like kicked Clad. me in my quad, yeah. like clad me in my quad. Dead. You know when you get a dead leg in your quad, like. You can't carry on. And he's like, a big guy done. as well. He's a big guy, man. He's big. And I had to come off. That was like... And uh, so I was out then for like two weeks. Yeah. And then, after that, came back for a week, then played the Charlton game. 
and then hurt my knee. Damn. Then I was out then for another nine, another seven weeks. And then during that time, um, we were going through a bad phase, you know, like yeah. we were not winning games. And I think we won the first one, one, and then drew. And then after that, we would just lose, 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 draw, maybe lose, lose. That was hard. It was a tough time. Yeah. But then when I came back, I remember I started. I started when I came back. I was fit. I started the game it was against Shrewsbury. It was my like actual official league debut. Yeah. Like starting league debut. So um, it, was a, it was a thing for me. We lost the game, but um, it was a milestone for me. Yeah, of course. But then from then it was like it was tough, and then the manager got sacked, and the new Willie Downs came in, and then it started to try to get up the table, and the great escape started. Yeah. So how was it like when? You're losing games every week. Like, how difficult is it to keep that? It will be this week, you know, this week we'll get our luck turned out. Is it really difficult to keep, like, positive in that situation when you're down the bottom? It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Especially being it in the hard as well. It is hard because it's like everyone's, when you're conceding goals, everyone just says, you're defenders. Who's a goal? Yeah. He's a defender. <laughs> Do you understand when it could really be a team thing? It could be like the midfield is generally just not working hard enough. So yeah. the defense is getting bombarded. It could be a load of things, but it is hard. It's, it is hard to stay positive. You just have to try your. You just have to try your hardest to stay positive and keep saying, "Listen, look, it's gonna turn. It's gonna turn. It's gonna turn." But when the new manager came in, he came with fresh new ideas, and that gave us like a new. It's like everyone had a fresh start, yeah. and we still had a lot of the season to go. It's only like November, end of November when he came, something like that. So we had a lot of season to go. But it was a task because it was like at one point it was like eleven points adrift, or twelve points or something like that. Yeah. So and then, yeah, we grinded it out and just we stayed up. Hopefully, we stayed up. Hopefully. Yeah. So now let's speak about like the next season, your Player of the Year season, last season. That like, how was that season for you personally? Like on the field, you're balling out, and then to get the Player of the Year at the end of it, to know that. You've been appreciated by like the supporters, by the club, by your players. Yeah, no, it was a great feeling, and it? it was great. Like I thought to myself, like I'm playing well. Like you know, just in the games, you just for some reason, just you're just confident in everything that you do. Coming like off. heading, passing, like everything's just coming off. That's mm. how I felt in the games. Like obviously, I would go maybe a little dip here and there, but um, more or less because we I was playing centre with three. We had like five at the back. But three yeah. centre backs up in centre, and I just like made I just totally made the position my own. I just felt like like this I'm confident. Every game I was going in, I was like, doesn't matter who I'm coming up against. I'm, I'm confident. I'm calm. Yeah. And that's just the mindset. Sometimes you get that. It's like in any sport, you just some days, some some years, or some times, you just it's like listen, everything's gonna work out. If you're playing golf, you think yeah, before I even hit this bang, I know it's going straight there. Tennis, bang, bang it down the line. I know, you understand? It was just that type of feeling. Yeah. And plus, yeah, especially so, given how young you are, like, you're only 25. That's just turned 25 anyway. Like, you, like, yeah. you're short your spot, like, at quite a young age. Did you feel like, oh, I'm still quite young. I can make this spot my own. Did people put arms around you? Like, yeah, you're good. You can do this. Was there a lot of player encouragement? Um... In a way, because we had a, a fairly youngish squad, anyways. Okay. At the time, we had a youngish squad. Like in the in the league, we was probably one of the average age, one of the youngest. So it's like I was kind of a seniorish player. 
at 23. Okay. So that season, the start of that season, I was 23. Yeah. So I was kind of a senior, a senior player. Anyways, I think the oldest person was like, um, Anthony Wordsworth, and he was like 30. He might have just turned 30 or 29. But then after that, it was like 26. And then from then it was 25, 24, you understand? So I was kind of a, one of the senior players. So I was the one really getting around everyone, yeah. getting around people. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of encouragement with our, with our squad. Like It's probably the best dressing rooms that I've been in, you understand? So it's like, there's no bad eggs or anything like that. Everyone just banners with everyone. It's a good dressing room. Yeah, and like, how does it feel like this season you played Chart on your old team? You played them before, but how does it feel like going back to play against Chart? And do you relish that opportunity? I don't really think about it like that. I don't know because all the people that like I knew really has moved on now. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't really see it like that anymore. It's just another game. Like it's not like I would score. If I scored, I wouldn't celebrate. It's not like that. No. Like, I didn't really play for them, so yeah, I didn't get on the pitch for them. So it's not like I have. Anything, anything there? Do you know what I mean? It's just the yeah. club that I used to play. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. So, like, and how does it feel playing in front of the AFC Wimbledon fans? Because you see the ground, the pitch is mad close, like very. Yeah. yeah so, um, Kings Meadow is tight. It was tight. Yeah, so, the fans were good, like behind the goal, behind one of the goals was like where most of the noise would come from. And I think they were the majority of the away fans. But on a whole, like the fans are, they, they, they're always behind the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like regardless, like some, even when we were scrapping at the bottom, uh, they stayed behind us regardless. Like there was always a good amount of fans. It's not like sometimes you get there and be like, oh, there's hardly anyone here because we're losing. But yeah. they'll always come because it's like, it's their club as well, isn't it? Yeah. That's the difference. That's what that, I like the feeling about Wimbledon. It's like a, it's got that non-league type feel because in like non-league clubs, it's a, it's like a family club. Like it's not like community a, vibe, yeah. yeah, it's like a community like vibe because they actually support the team because they go and watch. It's not a day out. It's not like people come. People would come over from like France or something like that and be like, oh, I'm gonna go watch Arsenal because I want to yeah. go to the Emirates. So then the majority of the fans wouldn't be actual Arsenal fans they're just on a day out yeah so that's why in some big teams like the 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 atmosphere isn't great because you get a lot of people going there for a day out who aren't mm. actual core the fans yeah. but like Wimbledon and teams like Sutton I played for Woking they had that like everyone there supports the club yeah you're not just coming for just for a day out everyone supports the club mm. and, and that's the, the feeling that I get and with Wimbledon as well it's fans own as well so yeah Everyone there's like it's it's theirs. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah, and since speaking of that community vibe, like the fans own it, do they tell you like how serious the beef is with MK? I'll call them. I don't want to say their full name, but uh are you told like you I, can't I, lose this game, like it's a serious yeah, like, like they know like listen, regardless of what happens in the season, like you can't lose the derby. That's what it's mm. like. And in my head, sometimes I'm like, listen, there's no I understand we hate them, but yeah. I don't understand why they hate us. <laughs> you know. Because they left. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, I'm like, why do, I, why do their fans hate us? It's probably just become a thing. That's yeah, MK doing it. Mm. versus flipping the Dons. Yeah. So, it is a, when, when, when there is fans, like the home game was good, but the away game, it's like, this year, not man. great because they got a massive stadium and they got like 10 people there. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, hardly anyone there. Even when they got a big stadium, even when the fans were there, like, mm. people dotted around everywhere and it's not, like, the atmosphere is not great and that. So, like, the home game, when we play them home, it's much, it's much better. It's, yeah. Like, it's the atmosphere there, you feel that, like, thing between the teams. Yeah. So, but let's speak about, I, f- I don't know, I forgot about this, but talk about that night against West Ham. The fourth team. Oh, West Ham, bro, that was love, oh, man. That was mad. Yeah. I remember like, watching it on the television game, as well. Yeah, going into the game, it was like, it wasn't surreal, but it's just like, okay, look, we know the job, we know who we're playing, we know the job at hand. Mm. Let's just see how, let's go with the game plan, see how it goes. Yeah. And like, I remember at one point, obviously, we went 2 0 up, and then everyone was happy. It was like, okay, it's only half time. So everyone's mm. like, listen, we got to stay on it. We've got to stay on it. And then we came out and we scored again 3 0. And then I remember going, like, say, sweat, we scored again. I was like, swear down, we scored. Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was a bit surreal. It's like, wrong, mm. we're 3 0 up against West Ham. Like, this is mad. Is this, is this real? Like, is this. Yeah, is Premier this League, West Ham, you know. Yeah, and I was like, right, they got, like, they had Andy Carr up top, no, no, no balls playing midfield. Mm. Um, I can't remember their full squad. They had, again, yeah, Dean Garner was playing right side. Um, Chikorita was playing. Mm. So it was like, right, we're free. Like, we could actually, we could actually win here. Mm. Like, we start believing it. You start doing everything. Like, the belief really came in then when we was like, yeah. when I went through, when we went through a lot. But then I remember from then when they made the subs, that's when it like, I was like, oh, like this is serious. Like, these are guys are ballers. Mm. Like Anderson, like, I thought this guy's so fast. He's so fast and sharp, like he turns and then he went to three two. And I was like, oh, this is a bit <laughs> tense now. Yeah, it's getting real techy now. Because they were bombarding us and then we got the fourth goal. And then from then it was like, yeah, yeah, it's no chance. We're not coming back now. Yeah. Not coming back now. But it was a it was a great night, man. It was a great night. Yeah. Well, and that really that night really kicked helped us kick on to staying up. Because mm. you thought, listen, look, any team that comes here, like we made the home games, like our home. Like any team yeah. that comes here, like they're not winning. The most they're going away with is a draw. Yeah. But yeah, from then on, it was just, I don't think we lost. Like last, after that, I'm not sure if we lost many games. We didn't lose many league games after that. Yeah. It's just helped us stay up. But yeah, it was a great night, man. Like, only, only after is when you get home, you get around everyone or you speak to people, they're like, oh, right, like you played West Ham and like, you start deepening it. Like, right, I actually played West Ham. Because when you're, like, I'm a person, like, everyone's a footballer in it. Yeah, you're just another footballer on a higher league, higher level. Do you understand? Mm. So when I'm playing, it's just it's not like a you're going to be starstruck because you're playing against prem ballers. Yeah, it's a football match. Yeah, well, that's quality, man. Big guy, that was a solid performance that day. But um, speak about yeah. like um like your plans for like this season, the future at Wimbledon. Like, what's your like your goals for this season? Obviously, we know. Oh, personally, um, hopefully I can get to 100 games Yeah, for the whole season. Oh, I can't remember how I'm on now. I'm maybe mid-70s or something like that. I mean, all cups or just league? League, league, league. So league league, um, league starts. Hopefully I can get to 100 league starts or even all competitions as well. So that's my personal goal for me now because it's like, it's a milestone that a lot of footballers talk about it's like yeah I played 100 games in the, in, in the league yeah that's cool so yeah. now you're like you're established in the league now yeah but um, as a team we know like 
we started off well, but we've just gone through the last like month or so. We've gone through a bit of a dip mm. in um, performances. So we know that right, once we get things get back together, because we was up there in like first ten games or something like that, we was close to the playoffs, and we played a few decent teams, a few teams that was potentially saying, "Oh, listen, look, we're gonna be right up there." And we went toe to toe with them, so we're like, "Listen, why not? Why can't we be there?" So our goals is, "Listen, look, we got." finish like we believe we can finish top 10 and then from there it's like what like anything can happen do you understand but we know we have the belief that we're because it's a long season once we start getting going once the game start getting going and we like get a flow of okay we get a win maybe two wins in a row then from there we can kick on and yeah. that's the really belief that, that i believe in this team that's good man and i'll just end up i've got a couple of listeners questions Get me. Had right. to ask people. So, the toughest striker or player you faced? Mm, toughest, probably. Um, yeah, probably Anderson. Felipe oh, Anderson. Yeah, he's long. It's long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. He wasn't directly against me, but even when he's on the ball over there, like he's passing and that, he's, he can find find passes so well and he's so quick and sharp like it's the turn in pace yeah. so it's, it's like agility so when he's running quick he can turn and get quick again yeah. that's what's hard and uh, yeah probably him yeah probably him um, who's the most influential coach manager or even person in your career would you say so far obviously that like, number one is my dad yeah but if I said a coach uh I would say, yeah, it's a, it's a while ago, but I would say um, Danny Bock. He was my under nines coach at Arsenal. Okay, Shout and Danny like Bock. some of the stuff, yeah. So some of the stuff he um, we would do, I still do it now. Like mm. the technical drills, um, some of the stuff he used to tell me about body shape, body positioning, stuff like that. So the technical, he helped me a lot with the technical side of the game. You understand? Yeah. So I'd say yeah, he's probably one of the most that I can say sticks out the most in my mind. Oh, big up Danny Buck. Um, what's your favourite game you've ever played or the most enjoyable game you've been in? Yeah, probably West Ham. Easily. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah easily West Ham. That game against West Ham. But then close to that was um, probably when we stayed up against Bradford away. Yeah. Not the game itself but afterwards because when you listen to yeah, we like we stayed up. Um, yeah, so yeah, probably those two stick out in my head. But West Ham most definitely is one of is the best. Like, it's like you know, it doesn't always doesn't always happen. Understand? Yeah. So, and it was on TV and it was a big setting. Yeah. Mm. What's the most intimidating crowd or the most difficult away days? Like you go to this ground, you're thinking, ah, oh, it's long still. <laughs> The one that sticks out in my head is Villa away. Villa. When I was at when I was at Wigan, so we played them in the um, second round of the Carabao Cup. I think it was yeah. called then. Yeah. And I remember. Um, obviously, we came out and it's like it's, there's there's a stand. So the, where the tunnel is, it's like on the side of the pitch. So you oh, come yeah. out and the rest of the pitch is like that way. It's not like in the middle. Mm. So the stand furthest away from the tunnel, we we was um fake we was facing that stand first of all, yeah. and then they switched around. And I remember like walking across, 
and like I just see like a wall of like fans yeah. because it's just one big stand there's no like tears it's not like tears one big stand mm-hmm. and I'm like I was like raw this is fans fans that's <laughs> <laughs> serious fans like I remember like thinking to myself I was laughing I was like these are serious fans mm. and um, yeah that atmosphere was like probably one of the best atmospheres that I played in and one of the most times I thought raw it's actually you actually feel like heat it's like hot mm. coming on you and it's like raw like it's a proper game like, this is a yeah. serious game so yeah that was probably one of them yeah that one is there like a favourite stadium you've played at or one you hope to play at I guess favourite stadium I've played at probably uh, probably Villa Park or um, Stadium of Light so mm-hmm. Sunderland we played them actually that was another one actually that the, the atmosphere was mad uh, we played them on New Year's Day so like it was like 30 something thousand fans or something like that them and a serious and, Sunderland as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They, they turn up no matter what mm. <laughs> and yeah so that that that's probably the yeah one of the best stadiums Sunderland because like when we played them it was like listen look the first time we played them was like raw like two years ago like these men were in the Prem and like Man City was like here. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like here, like playing. Yeah. And so yeah, probably Stadium of Light is my favourite stadium I've played at. Also, are the facilities like that bad? Like when you go to places like Sunderland, Villa, and then you go to places like, I don't know who's in League One, like Bradford or Fleetwood, is it like rah, the facility levels are just mad different? Or Portsmouth, for example. Um, Portsmouth's another one where their where their fans are. I think I forgot about Portsmouth, but yeah, no, it is a. It's the, obviously, the stadiums are different because they're not as. Fleetwoods, Fleetwoods is fairly new. They got a fairly new stand, so it's just, it, like it's it's, it's yeah. fine. It's calm, like the pitch is calm. But obviously, you can go to places like Accrington Stanley away, where it's like the change room is probably the same size as my bedroom. <laughs> like it's mad tight. Yeah. Like space, you understand? The showers are. They probably do that on purpose, isn't it? In yeah, a way, yeah, yeah. like you're coming to our, our patch, like you're not gonna have a nice change room and stuff like that. We're gonna get in your head from the get go. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there, there is a big difference. There's a, there's a difference because League One, like, there's some big teams in League One, like Hull. Hull's yeah. another one. If we, I, we haven't, I haven't played there when there's fans, but it's another stadium where it's like, bro. Yeah, it's like it's a. It's a big stadium. It's a nice stadium. So, yeah, there is there is some difference. Yeah, there's a, there is differences between between the two the facilities. It's not some some are like opposite ends, but yeah. more, more time than not, quite close. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, got a couple more questions. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Would you rather be a great player but with a trashed legacy, or a good player but few men will remember you? So wait, wait, a great player with a dead legacy, like my legacy is like no one No, no you're, you're a great player, but your legacy's tarnished, like you did something mad like I don't know. Oh like you cheated on well, your I'll wife or something like player. that. So I'll be like a good player. So what's the other one I'll be a so the second one is a, a good player, player but people remember me. But literally no one remembers you. It's like, oh he played for us. Yeah, he was a good player. Like you know, them the forgotten man. But you're good. <laughs> Artist. 
thick. That's a mad word, you know. Yeah, it's a bad word. <laughs> um, but you were sick. Nah, he'd be great, man. He'd be a great player. Yeah. But how, like, depends how far into your career was it tarnished, like at the end? It tarnished enough that everyone remembers it, regardless of when. Yeah, at the end. That's about the end, yeah. The end. Yeah, no, I'll be a great player, man. Yeah. You'll be a great player. Because, like, we're a great player. There's, you unlock doors to things you wouldn't have got if you're just a good player. True, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you can, you can stay away from that bubble. You can stay away from that media bubble. Like, for example, I don't know, like, when Raheem was going through that madness with yeah. the media and that, you can, like, you can sort of stay away from it a bit because everyone at the club literally knows your baller. Everyone knows that like, everyone, you're in a team that knows that like, you're, you're good. Yeah. So it's only the outside world or the media who really do, who try and do things because there's players that have done things and then it's just gone under the, gone under the, gone under the carpet. You understand? But there's players that do nothing, go little or they go <laughs> flipping Greg's yeah. and it's, and it's like, right, why is he going Greg's? Mm. You understand? So, no, I'll be a great player, man. Great yeah. player. And as they say, there's no such thing as bad publicity, so... In, in a way, in a way, yeah. There's a couple more. Um, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Messi? Yeah, all day. All day? Not even a contest? Nah, it's not a contest, man. It's not a contest. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, he's on a different planet. Like, Messi is like... Ronaldo's like a machine that yeah. does things at optimum level every day. Mm-hmm. Everything's at the top. Like, yeah. but Messi's like, he does things that no one else can do. Yeah. He's like, he's a painter. Like, I remember Arsene Wenger saying it. He's like, Messi's like a painter that no one can, no one understands how he does this. Mm-hmm. It's like, raw, like, wait, how did you get that? How did you do that? There's some, no matter how many times you see Messi do something amazing, you're like, Wait, how did he do that? Like, how did he go past four man like that easy? Yeah. Make them look like they're not there. But Ronaldo, it's like he's amazing because he'll bag he'll tap he'll bag a hat trick, he'll score a header, yeah. he'll 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 tap it in, he'll bag a hat trick like bears. Mm. So that's what makes him amazing. He's just efficient, he's like an efficient machine that yeah. just keeps going, don't stop. But Messi just all the time it's like, wait, how did he he shouldn't be able to do that? Yeah. But he does. That's for me why. Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was just testing you. And also, yeah. who, who's the best player you've played with? At, at, all, at all, any level? Uh, that's hard, man. Any level. Maybe not one. Tell us, like, the most talented players you've played with, like, in general. The most talented player I've played with is Ad, uh, Lookman. Lookman, yeah. He's a yeah. film now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The most talented like he come from Sunday League. I remember when he first come to Charlton. It was quiet. He's probably still he's still a quiet person now, but he just played his ball and he just come from Sunday League. So listen, he had that street ball in it, like just yeah. street skills, and he just made it in made it work. And like he would do things you that you would enjoy watching. Yeah, <laughs> just that. Like sometimes, like someone do something on, on your team, you enjoy watching your teammate play because mm-hmm. you know, like he's good and he would do some stuff where I think, no, nah, he's talented. He's got talent. And it just came together. Yeah. He got a chance in the first team and the stuff he was doing, like, the type of player he was, you don't really get players like that in League One. It's true, You man. understand? So he's doing yeah. stuff to defenders, like, just chopping bare time, like, cutting, cutting, cutting. And defenders are diving in because normally, like, the defending player comes inside, he's trying to bang it. He's mm. trying to shoot. But he's coming inside, he's chopping, and he's chopping again. Bruh. There's one, like, so many games where he come inside, 
and like two players would go towards him and he would chop and two men would just like slide <laughs> and it would be away. And he scored that yeah. goal so many times where he came edge of the box, cut him, chopped out, then scored with his left. Done that so many times. That's so, cool. yeah, he's probably the most talented player. The most talented player. But, yeah, another, obviously Alex. But I'll need Alex Awobi. Awobi? Yeah, that's when we was young at Arsenal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, another t- more. Yeah, that's about. I can't, I can't, I can't think of anyone else really. That's they're the most. This is the biggest one, Addy. No, I hear that. And is there like finally any sort of advice you give to any young ballers, people like you know trying to make it professional and just in general advice to the young generation of what they can do to like improve themselves and get better. Okay. Uh, um, you've got to be... Okay, I'm going to give two, two types of advice. So one, a mentality of like... So the mental side of it, and you've got to be ruthless. Mm. Like, you have to be. Like, I wish, like... Now I think about it, when I was younger, I wish, like, times when I was just, like, I wouldn't go speak to the manager about, like, why am I not playing or... What can, what can I do better? Like, I wish I'd done those things, you understand? Or just literally thought about myself. Because really and truly, obviously, you have your guys in the team and that. Like, you have your mates and that. But yeah. it's really and truly, it's you. Facts. Do you understand? Like, if you're not playing, he's not going to pay your bills. <laughs> even though he's your best boy. Even though he's your boy, you understand? Like, if he's in the team and you're not in the team, it's not like, he's going to be like, oh, no, it's calm. Even if you don't get a contract, like, it's calm, I got you. It's not like that. Like, it's literally a dog-eat-dog. So... If the earlier you get understand that, the earlier as a player you understand that, the the more drive it will give you. Because listen, look, I can't rely on anyone else. Obviously, on 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 a Saturday, you have the eleven players and you use each other to win the game. But really and truly, it's your it's you that determines where you go. Yeah. And then another technical advice would be just listen. You just got to touch the ball as many times as possible. Mm-hmm. Do stuff for your position as much as possible. Do you understand? Like if you're a defender, practice your your pass, passing, stuff like that, headers. Um, for the English game, physicality is strong. So strength and conditioning is something that is key for the English game now as a young player coming up. Because if there's not a lot of managers now it's coming slowly, but there's a lot of managers now that'll be like, ah, oh, no, nah, he's a bit too small. He's a bit, he looks a bit weak or he looks, do you understand? If you're not, if you haven't got that establishment of backing of played before, do you understand? See, you're coming in on trial somewhere and like, he's like, oh, he's, a bit, he's, he's decent, but he looks a bit weak. Yeah. That one. You understand? Like, the strength and conditioning side, like, there's players that are horrible, technically horrible. <laughs> Like, they don't look good. You understand? Like, for mm-hmm. example, like, Antonio's a baller. Don't get me wrong. West Ham. there's players like, but he's like, yeah, he's not, no, I wouldn't say horrible. That's, he, that's poor. He's, that's poor. He's technically, horrible, limited. But technically limited. Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah, understand? Like, you can see the way he plays. Like, it's like, he knows, listen, look, I'm a powerhouse. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to kick it past you and you're yeah. gonna, I'm going to move you. Don't you can't back. touch me. You understand? Because he's so strong. He knows his game. Yeah, exactly. That's a player that is like, it's long. If you buck him 1v1 or he's holding you off, it's long because he's yeah. strong like ox. Mm. But yeah, so that, the strength and conditioning side, I say, is it, you can't forget about that. Do you understand? So a lot of 
the um, like there's a lot of PTs out there doing stuff like strength rendition. If you can find someone who's literally like it works for you, then actually that's investing. Even though you're thinking, oh, like, I don't want to pay him the piece. You understand? If you're mm-hmm. a player like playing on league or something like that, and you're, or young player trying to come up, those extra sessions they help so much for when you because the science of it. When you're like 16, I think 16 to like 20, yeah, that base that you build there is what you go on with. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're not um, strong after 20, more time than not, you're not going to be a strong player. It's not going to be your game. Do you understand? I don't know. Like, I was speaking to the sports scientist the other day, and he was telling me that why when you're like 16 to 20 year old, you do so much gym yeah. because something about the male body, they, it, it that's the base it does for your adulthood. Between 16 to sign, yeah. so yeah, for if you're a young player, like the strength and conditioning and speed and agility, those things are key. Mm. Like, work on them a lot. Also, don't forget about the technical sides, but yeah. this is England, isn't it? So, really and truly, like, mm. there's only going to be a minor percentage of people who are slow and have got mad tech that play mm. in Prem. But if you're slow and you have mad tech and you're trying to back, do League One or even Championship, the Championship's so physical. Like it's even even not like um, national league. There's physical players in there. The game's quick. Like you don't get time on the ball. Like in the prem, you see them just sitting off. They get time. Liverpool pass left. Man City pass left, right, and then it's your turn. You go have a go. Pass left, pass right. It's not like that. Yeah. Like the ball's in the air. Like you have to hold your man head on. Do you understand? So that's that's something. I'll, that's advice. So ruthlessness, knowing where you're going, and and, and like believing in yourself. And no, and owning your own skills, so technical, just practice as much as possible, and the strength and conditioning. Wow, that's that's proper advice. I appreciate that. And just yeah. to I, just to add on to that, because I I look at Lookman now. He doesn't look really because he's quite a small Lookman. But was he like strong back then when you were playing with him? Okay, there's, there's I would say he's strong. He's good. Yeah. But there's a there's two there's two types of a way you can use your strength strength. So obviously. So if you're a defender, you gotta like hold you gotta be strong, like upper body strength, yeah. be able to hold people and push them away, you understand? But then as an attacker, Ade, he uses his body so well. Do you understand? Because your body at the end of the day is away. If I if I've got my body in between you and the ball and I know how to use it, you're not getting the ball. Right. It's like Aguero, like the guy's small, but his legs are strong, like exactly. you're not getting that ball. Yeah. Do you understand? That's something he knows how to use his body so well. And because he's slight and sharp, mm. it's hard to even touch him. Like there's players that you play against, it's hard to, even though I'm stronger than you, it's hard for me to get you because like you're mad small or mm. you're mad slight and you're, you're, you're sharp. So the sharpness as an attacker, if you're a winger, the sharpness is key because if they can't get you, they can't get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Understand? So yeah yeah he would i would say that's that's the, that, that two sides of it so if you're a defender this actual body strength to be able to move people out of the way header it tackles um running with strikers but if you're on a like a winger or an attacker it's more about that core strength being able to know how to use your body and uh, yeah so when you were younger so i know i'm going on a bit but did you um, was you privy to this sort of advice when you was back younger or was it only when you realized when you were like a certain age that you had to know all of this obviously they t- they at Charlton, I can't lie, like, it was put upon us to do these things, so we had to do them. Do you understand? So we had to do, like, Tuesday um, leg session, went, um, Thursday upper body session. So it just became something that you do. Mm. But, 
because Charlton's academy and that their back their um, facilities and that is, is 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 good. I can't lie, it's good for a young player. They've got everything you need. They've got a lot of things of what you need as a young player. But obviously, in other clubs, they might not have the facilities like that. Like for example, Wimbledon, mm. their young their young boys don't have the same facilities as I did as Char- at Charlton. Do you understand? Yeah, so they could miss that key bit of mm. football, even though they're balling out under 18s. They're missing that key bit that can help you go easy, easier go to the next level. Mm. So yeah, there is like the facilities is a big thing as well when you're young. So if you can, listen, invest in yourself. Put, even though you think I don't want to pay the money, like you got if there's a good a guys that you got good advice from a, a people that are saying, listen, look, this PT, like he's on job, like he'll get you strong, get you fit, like do it because it's gonna help you in the long run, regardless mm. of you think. I don't really want to pay. Yeah, I hear that. And that's yeah. great advice. And just thank you a lot, Terrell, for coming on, sharing yeah, your journey. Right. Big up to that, man. And invest in yourself, listeners. Invest in yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and anything. In, 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 anything, really and truly. In, in any line of work you want to do, if you want to go into, like, business, stuff like that, you got to invest in yourself. you got to spend money on yourself to help yourself in that field. It's just football. The main thing is just... Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, pick up. Terrell's living the dream, balling. Obviously, all the best for the rest of the season. Thanks Thank for you. coming on, and we'll see you next time.